This summer, the world must answer one question. Why has no one made a popsicle that gets you high yet? That's right, it's summer, and it's time for you to get your hands on America's new favorite product, Danksicles. 20 milligrams of THC in two great flavors, the latest and greatest innovation from IndiCloud. Is IndiCloud the greatest company to come out of America? Maybe. But what we do know for sure is that IndiCloud is the best way to get dispensary-grade cannabis delivered directly to your door, 100% legally. Yes, they ship legally to all states. No medical card needed. Whether it's vapes as big as your head, flowers you won't find in your mom's garden, or of course, popsicles that get you high as What are you waiting for? Go to indicloud.co slash spring24 and get discreet delivery on top shelf THC products. Head over to indicloud.co slash spring24. That's co, not com, to snag 30% off your first order. Hey everyone, my name is Nikki Young and this is Serial Napper, an international true crime podcast. I'm back with another true crime story to lull you to sleep or perhaps to give you nightmares. If you're listening to this podcast, you obviously must have some sort of interest in true crime. Maybe you consume true crime content in your spare time. Maybe you follow all of the latest cases closely for updates. Or maybe you're the kind of person who knows every fact about every serial killer there ever was. Tonight's case begs the question, what happens when a true crime enthusiast becomes obsessed with the crimes and the lives of some of the most disturbing, violent monsters in existence? Should we be paying closer attention to what they're doing, or is it totally innocent? What if their obsession led them to stray too far, becoming the very killer that they admired from afar? This is the story of Shay Groves, a 23-year-old true crime-obsessed woman from the UK who would viciously murder her boyfriend while he slept. But was it a true crime obsession that drove her to kill, or was she simply born to become a murderer? We're going to go through the entire backstory that led to a very gruesome murder that evening in July of 2022. So let's jump in. Right off the bat, I want to make it clear that I am in no way glorifying what this woman did, and being interested in true crime definitely does not make you a killer. There are a lot of different opinions around true crime content, the glorification of serial killers, and murder as entertainment. As someone who's been interested in true crime since an early age, and I'm talking around seven or eight years old, because I literally used to sneak unsolved mysteries onto this little black and white TV that my parents let me have in my room. For me, I have always found human nature and psychology fascinating. I've always been interested in exploring the question of whether human beings are born evil or created evil. And I know that a lot of you... Feel the exact same way. Murder, violence, and evil people should not be glorified and adored. We've come a long way since the days of throwing Jean Benet Ramsey's parents under the bus for her murder, but there is still a lot of room for improvement in true crime ethics. All this to say, 
I'm sharing the story of Shay Groves tonight, not because I think that she deserves any kind of positive attention, but because there's a clear line between those who are interested in true crime and will also stab their boyfriend to death, and those who are interested in true crime and listen to it because they find it educational and fascinating. Shay is an example of someone who likely battled with her demons for years. Maybe she found commonality with the serial killers that she admired, much like we've heard in the case of Brian Koberger. But we're talking about Shay tonight, so let's get to it. Shay Groves was described as being strange and manipulative from a very early age by those who knew her growing up. To be honest with you, I never put a whole lot of weight into someone calling someone else strange or weird because I've been described the exact same way my entire life. However, it is also alleged that she was very manipulative. Children usually learn how to be manipulative from the adults in their life. And it's true, Shay had a really difficult childhood with terrible role models. It's alleged that she had been physically and sexually abused for years when she was a child, resulting in her suffering from PTSD. Later, when she would have to face the jury, she would recall suffering from terrible nightmares and flashbacks, and she claimed that she would often self-harm by cutting her legs as a way to cope with her emotions. But soon she began to threaten to hurt other people too. When she was 13 or 14 years old, Shay would be diagnosed with bipolar affective disorder. Those who suffer from bipolar affective disorder have extreme highs and lows when it comes to their moods, and they have a really difficult time regulating their emotions. Shay definitely showed these signs to the point where she would become violent with others, though you'd never know it just by looking at her. In recent years, Shay Groves is covered in tattoos and piercings. She likes to wear gothic-type clothing, lots of black, leather, straps, and studs. But she didn't always look like this. When she was a teenager, she looked very buttoned up, your girl-next-door type. She used to have long blonde hair, she used to wear bright colors, and lots of floral. She wasn't properly taking her medications for her bipolar disorder. Instead, she was abusing both alcohol and drugs, which are known to make any symptoms of bipolar that much worse. Things became so bad that she dropped out of school and she moved out of her parents' home when she was still a teenager. In her early 20s, Shay met a man named Ashley Wingham, and the pair began dating. While they were together, Shay became pregnant with her daughter, and things were actually quite settled for once for Shay. She would welcome her little girl into the world in April of 2017 at the age of 21, and despite all of the terrible things that you can point to when speaking about this woman, it appeared that she loved her daughter, and she enjoyed being a mother, at least in the beginning. Shay would ultimately leave her daughter's father, instead moving into a woman's shelter and then getting her own place with her child and a friend. As her daughter grew, Shay appeared to embrace motherhood. On social media, she would post photos that showed her as a doting mother, baking cookies and attending preschool functions. However, behind the photos of this smiling mother and daughter duo, Shay was exploring different interests. She became obsessed with horror movies and serial killers, 
And when I say obsessed, I don't mean that she used to spend her Friday nights with a glass of wine and a true crime documentary. I mean that she literally had put up framed photos of Jeffrey Dahmer, Richard Ramirez, and Myra Hindley, all of who sexually assaulted and murdered children. She had these photos on the walls of her home where her own child lived. I don't understand how anyone, let alone a mother, can admire people who hurt children to the point where they would want to look at their ugly mugs every single day in their home. I've also seen several news stories mention that she had this unhealthy fascination with the Chucky doll, and she had even nicknamed her best friend Chucky. Again, absolutely nothing wrong with liking Chucky, but Shay was also really going off the rails in other ways. Here's how the courts would describe her lifestyle later on. They would say, quote, At some point, you started identifying yourself as a goth, cultivating a dark and ghoulish humor, a preoccupation with crime, killing, and killers, and a strong interest in lethal weapons, rape, pornography, and rough sex with some consensual violence such as spanking. You acquired the habit of carrying a flick knife in the heel of your boot when you went out of the doors and kept a Celtic dagger, a ball-bearing gun, and two axes in your bedroom. This is what was written in her sentencing remarks. I was going to try to describe to you how her life was going, but I thought that they summarized it pretty well in this document. Shay wasn't showing a healthy interest in true crime, weapons, or BDSM. She was taking things further and further, seeing just how far she could push the limits. In addition to Shay and her daughter, Shay's longtime childhood best friend, Lauren White, the one who she nicknamed Chucky, also lived in the home. It's alleged that she treated Lauren horribly. Instead of living in this home as an equal friend and roommate, Shay would treat Lauren more like a personal slave. She would order Lauren to do her laundry, to roll her cigarettes, and to even put her socks on. For whatever reason, Lauren listened to her, likely because she had been emotionally abused and controlled by Shay since they were both very young. There would also be at least two occasions where Shay's emotional abuse towards Lauren would turn physical and very violent. But Lauren remained in the home, and she continued to do whatever Shay wanted her to do. In February of 2022, while out at a nightclub with a group of friends, Shay Groves would meet 25-year-old Frankie Fitzgerald, who was a plumber and a father of two. They began a very fast-paced, passionate relationship that had them carrying out some wild fantasies in the bedroom together. When combined with Shay's obsession for truly disturbing people and crimes, their relationship was the perfect storm. Personally, I hardly ever have time to shower for longer than 15 minutes, but somehow Shay found time to spend hours in the bedroom with Frankie where they would film themselves having rough sex and carrying out different role-playing fantasies. Not typical healthy role-playing type fantasies. I'm talking about very violent rape type, murder type, deceased type role-playing. They used CCTV cameras installed in the bedroom, as well as in the living room and kitchen, so that they could capture everything that they did on video. All of this would be fueled by massive amounts of alcohol and cocaine. 
Shay and Frankie's relationship would last for about six months. And for those six months, they would spend much of it doing drugs and having sex. They would frequently bring different knives into the bedroom and they would roleplay out these rape scenarios. They even had a sex contract made up where Shay would write that she was giving Frankie consent to wake her up with sex anytime he wanted. And when they weren't doing that, they were fighting. This was an extremely toxic relationship, if you haven't guessed that by now, and things were going south very quickly. Shay began self-harming again. The drugs, the lack of treatment for her mental health issues, all of it was causing her life to crumble in front of her. My family is getting ready to make a big move across the ocean to a place where English isn't the spoken language. This isn't my first rodeo, so I'm making sure I'm fully prepared by learning the language ahead of time. Sure, I know I can use an app once I get there, but you'd be shocked by how much gets lost in translation. I want to talk like a local, which is why I'm excited to use Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn and has been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, and more. Rosetta Stone helps you to think in the language you're learning using an intuitive process that's designed for long-term retention. Their built-in true accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation so that you're easily understood by native speakers. They have convenient desktop and app options, so you can learn on the go, and they offer a lifetime membership that includes all 25 languages at an incredible value. And now you can save even more with 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Serial Napper listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Sunnier, warmer days are almost here. Why not get a head start on looking and feeling your best this summer by trying something new like Factors No Prep, No Mess meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes. Get a helping hand to meet your wellness goals with Factors chef-crafted meals that include different nutritional options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Healthy meal planning has never looked so good with Factors fresh, never-frozen meals that are also dietitian approved No matter how busy you are, Factor can help kickstart and maintain a new healthy routine by making it easy to enjoy nutritious meals on the go. Plus, you'll never get bored eating the same thing every day because they offer 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. We're talking restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon because eating healthy doesn't have to be boring. Personally, I love not having to overthink what I'm going to eat every single day because that's half the battle, and I don't have to bother with shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. But the best part is, 
These meals are delicious with ingredients you can trust. Crush your wellness goals this May. Head to factormeals.com slash napper50 and use code napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code napper50 at factormeals.com slash napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Despite the fact that she was acting on pretty much every impulse that she had, she was still extremely unhappy and seeking out attention. At one point, Shay decided to lie to everyone, including her roommate Lauren and her boyfriend Frankie, and say that she had cancer. She would use this as a way to get sympathy and attention from those that she wanted it from. At some points, she was even able to get her friends to give her money to help with her medical appointments. And yes, she was attending medical appointments and having different tests done, though all of her medical reports would say that she showed no signs or symptoms of cancer. Shay was a very mentally ill person who was screaming out for help. It doesn't excuse anything that she did, period. We see this happen far too often, though. Cases like this, where there's these big, giant, red warning flags all over the place, and unfortunately, nobody does anything. Over the next few months, Shay and Frankie would break up and get back together repeatedly. The jealousy between the couple was growing to dangerous levels. Frankie, in particular, was extremely jealous of an ex-boyfriend of Shay's. Shay, she kept in contact with this ex-boyfriend all of the time. In one text message that he sent to Shay, he said that he would snap her in half if she were to sleep with someone else, and that cancer would be the least of her worries. Shay and Frankie would do drugs, have sex, fight, break up, and repeat over and over again. Shay was equally jealous, and she believed that Frankie was still seeing his ex-girlfriend, who was also the mother of his two children. She would stalk this woman's social media pages for any sign that she was seeing Frankie behind her back. Eventually, she would even show up to the ex-girlfriend's home with a box full of Frankie's belongings, and she just dropped it on the doorstep. Truthfully, Shay and Frankie were in fact both cheating on each other. Neither of them really cared for one another. They mostly connected over their mutual love of drugs and role-playing in the bedroom, all of which would be captured on those cameras. And I think it's important to remember here, it's one of the most interesting pieces about this case. Most of Shay and Frankie's interactions over their six-month relationship would be captured on video. All of their sexual encounters, their explosive fights, and even the very few sweet moments that would be shared between them. She recorded just about everything, all leading up to the weekend of July 16th, 2022. Saturday night, Frankie came over to Shay's house to hang out. Thankfully, Shay's daughter was not in the home. She was staying with her father that weekend. Shay's friend, roommate, servant, Lauren, was at the home with a couple. They drank alcohol, then they did some cocaine, and then Frankie decided to do some online gambling for a few hours while Shay texted her ex-boyfriend in secret. Frankie could sense that something was up, and the situation was becoming really tense. 
Frankie sent Shay's ex a text directly, telling him to leave her alone, while the couple continued to argue into the early morning hours. At one point, while Frankie was downstairs and Shay was in the bedroom upstairs, Shay found his phone unattended, and she decided to look through it. This is when Shay would allege she found a conversation between Frankie and a girl who said that she was 13 years old. She took a screenshot of the conversation to send to herself. Then she called Frankie upstairs to bed. Shay was likely furious, and if she said anything at the time, they would have thought about it a lot. Still, she waited for Frankie to fall asleep in bed, and then she took that Celtic dagger that she always kept in her bedroom, and she stabbed him in the neck. She stabbed him with such force that it hit the back of his throat and cut it. It also severed several major arteries, causing him to quickly bleed out and die. The only solace here is that Frankie would not have suffered, and he likely died in his sleep. Even though Frankie was already deceased, Shay continued to stab him in both the heart and the chest 19 more times. These wounds would have killed Frankie if he were not already deceased. Then, almost immediately, Shay began to come up with a plan. She had watched so many true crime documentaries that she knew she would be the first suspect in Frankie's murder. Quickly, she began to clean up the crime scene, and she sent a text message to her friend, Vicky Badup, alleging that Frankie had walked out on her. They had gotten in a fight, and he walked out the door. She was setting up her alibi with Vicky, while she asked her roommate Lauren to help her to get the body on top of some garbage bags and to place a pillow over his face because she didn't want to look at him anymore. Lauren complied as she always did, and Shay threatened her not to tell anyone because she was now an accomplice. Then Shay called her ex-boyfriend and her daughter's father to ask for advice, and he tells her to wrap the body in plastic. Instead, she wraps it in her duvet. Then she did something even more shocking. Remember how all of their sexual encounters and their fantasies had been recorded on video? Shay began to go through all of these videos that they had recorded of all of their rough sex, and she began to edit them together in a way that made it look as if it was not consensual, in a way that made it look as if Frankie had raped her. She was building a story that she could present, which would show her as the victim, even sending this doctored video to her friend Vicky to bolster her claim. A few hours passed, and it's unclear what changed in Shay's mind, but for whatever reason, she just couldn't stick to her own plan. She had been texting her friends all night and morning, acting completely normal. She was laughing, sending emojis, and talking about her weekend. But when she got on a video chat with her friend Vicky, she confessed to Vicky that she had killed Frankie while he was sleeping. On this video chat, she told her that she had a really big secret to tell her and that she had to promise not to say anything. When it was clear that Vicky did not believe her, she pointed the camera down at Frankie's body, which was lying on top of garbage bags and wrapped in her duvet. Shay was obviously proud of what she had done and she couldn't help but brag about it. Thankfully, Vicky got off the video call and she phoned the police. 
and both Shea Groves and Lauren White were arrested at their home. Officers on the scene reported an incredibly strong smell of bleach coming from the bedroom. The arrest was caught on body cam, and here's the clip. What's going on? Sorry, I just... No, 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 no. Don't close the door. What's going on? What's going on? Before. You Shay? I am Shay. Right. I've had some kind of strange, interesting call about somebody having had their throat slit. Okay. So what's going on here? No, that's, a dog, that's is it? my dogs, yeah. You're under I arrest just, on suspicion of murder. You do not have to say anything, but it may harm your defence if you do not mention when questioned, something which you later rely on in court, anything you do say may be given in evidence. The necessity for your arrest is for a prompt and effective investigation. Oh okay. 25-year-old Shay Groves and her roommate, Lauren White, were arrested for murder. At the police station, Shay didn't deny being the killer. She told investigators that her roommate, Lauren, had not been involved in the murder. At first, it almost seemed as if Shay was remorseful for what she had done. While she was not willing to talk about what had happened or to confess to anything yet, she refused a blanket that evening while in her jail cell because she said that she didn't deserve one as she had taken a man's life. That whole remorse thing, though, would be short-lived. Within a few days behind bars and very little cooperation with the police, Shay began to change her story. While she had admitted through texts and on the video chat with her friend Vicky that she had stabbed Frankie to death in his sleep, now she was spinning a different tale. She suggested that Frankie was actually awake when he was stabbed and that it was a case of self-defense. When Shay Groves went to trial for the murder of Frankie Fitzgerald, this narrative of her being a victim of domestic violence, it didn't play out too well. The jury was shown photos of her home, with her walls lined with these framed images of absolute monsters like Ted Bundy. They saw all of the weapons that she owned, including the knife that she used in the killing that was usually in her room, sometimes under her pillow, and a BB gun that she kept in her nightstand drawer. Investigators also had a ton of video evidence, all of which showed the dynamic between Shay and Frankie, how they often engaged in this very specific type of role-playing and fantasy. But the edited video that Shay attempted to put together was very easily able to spot as a fake, because they had hours and hours and hours of raw footage from Shay's home, and they had a slew of text messages between the couple. These raw videos and the messages showed the extreme jealousy, the toxicity, and the violence that they had towards each other. The prosecution alleged that this was not a case of self-defense, but rather a case of jealous rage turned to murder. They claimed that just as Shay herself had admitted, she was angry over seeing the text messages between Frankie and a 13-year-old girl. As a side note, Frankie blocked this young lady after finding out she was 13 years old. And the alleged 13-year-old, she was actually 17 years old. I just wanted to get that out there before speaking ill of the dead. It seemed as if Shay herself would give up the gig, admitting on the stand that, quote, I lost control for a second, longer than a second to be honest. It was over in a matter of seconds. In the end, Shay Groves would be convicted of murder and sentenced to life in prison. The judge would say, this was a crime of passion. You loved the man you killed, and you killed the man you loved. You are, as the Crown submitted, manipulative, jealous, and possessive. 
A crime of passion is not committed in cold blood. You realized your relationship with Frankie was ending. You were losing your influence over him. You sensed that he was going to leave you for a less toxic girlfriend. But then you became furious on finding the messages between Frankie and the supposed 13-year-old girl. You lost your temper and acted upon your impulse. If you could not have Frankie, no one could. No other woman would have him if you could not. You saw to that. And I think that that sums up this case perfectly. The only question that remains is this. Was it a true crime obsession that drove her to kill, or was she simply born to become a murderer? Let me know what you think. That's it for me tonight. If you want to reach out, you can find me on Facebook at Serial Napper. You can also search for me on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Check me out on Twitter at Serial underscore Napper, or I post things on TikTok, Serial Napper Nick, and that's all one word. If you're watching on YouTube, I'd love if you can give me a thumbs up and subscribe. And if you're not watching on YouTube, guess what? I post all of my podcast episodes in video format and I post them over on YouTube. So go check it out. Until next time, stay safe, stay kind, especially in the comments. Bye.